The thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyal Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen in jesus precious name spirit of god we thank you this morning we honor you for your presence thank you for your grace thank you for your love thank you for the privilege to come before your presence with boldness and without any sense of guilt or condemnation thank you that we can appear before the throne of grace with boldness because of access granted us in the name of jesus Thank you, Spirit of God. Breathe upon the service. Give us understanding and illumination. Let no man or woman return the same. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Humbly take your seat in God's presence. Amen. It's a joy to be with you this morning and it's wonderful to see all of you. Come with me to Luke chapter 17 verse 11 to 19. Luke 17 verse 11 to 19. As he went his way to Jerusalem, it occurred that Jesus was passing along that border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into one village, he was met by ten lepers. Somebody say ten lepers. Who stood at a distance and they raised up their voices and called, Jesus, Master, take pity and have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, go at once and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cured and made clean. Then one of them Upon seeing that he was cured, turned back, recognizing and thanking and praising God with a loud voice. And he fell prostrate at Jesus' feet, thanking him over and over. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered, asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was there no one found to return and to recognize and give thanks and praise except this alien? And he said to him, get up and go your way. Your faith, your trust, confidence that spring from your believing God has restored you. Jesus asked, where are the nine? Turn to your neighbor and say, where are the nine? It's always important that you appreciate that gratitude is something that we are indebted to. It's a lifetime indebtedness. It's not a debt we can pay at a point in time or the other. It's a lifetime indebtedness. So I like it where in the New Testament, Ephesians or so, he said we are bound to give thanks unto God always. We are bound. We are under obligation, whether you like it or not. In first service, Pastor George was just opening our eyes to see the fact that in God we live, in whom we move, everything we do, we, our existence is in God. And if we are in Christ, then we need to live like we ought to live in Christ. The Bible said, in Christ Jesus, thanksgiving must be our lifestyle. He said, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Most of us are praying for the will of God. I want to know the will of God for this. I want to know the will of God for my marriage. I want to know the will of God for my business. The first will of God is thanksgiving. Praise God. And when you are grateful enough, 
you thank God enough, the other will of God that you are looking for, very soon your eyes will be open to see them. But most of the time, rather than staying in thanksgiving, we are in a mood of complaining 24-7. The human heart is able to see everything that is not working, but hardly pays attention to the things that are working. And if your eyes were looking close enough, you will see that many things in your life are working than a few things that are not working. Gratitude is important. God demands it and it's a good thing. And if it's important that we give gratitude to God, then it's also paramount that we do it well. Somebody say we do it well. God is a very choosy God. Everything we do for God, he wants to have a choice in it. One day, two people came to bring an offering to God, Cain and Abel. God didn't ask for the offering. They just decided they are going to show their love to God and give offering. And I said that that is the first thing that human beings did in scripture. The first thing a human being did was not to pray. The first thing they did was to give. That's one of the attitudes you must adopt and learn to cultivate and make it a part of your life is the attitude of giving. Christians can do many things, but they have a challenge when it comes to giving. And if you don't learn to give, there are places you will never get. There are dimensions of blessings you will never experience. There are prayers that will not work except they are activated on the altar of giving. Praise God. So the Bible said they brought an offering, not at the demand of God. They just decided to give and they brought their offering. When they brought it, God responded and said, this one I choose, this one I don't like. You would have thought that once they didn't ask for it and they decide God, they decided to bring God an offering. God should just take it as they have brought it. But God made a choice. Even so, with thanksgiving, God demands that we thank him. But he does not just demand that we thank him. He also has a protocol that must be followed if our thanksgiving is going to be accepted. So in this service, God is expecting your gratitude part two. We are looking at the protocol for thanksgiving. Next week, we will look at the power of thanksgiving. What thanksgiving does. The protocols for acceptable thanksgiving. What will make our thanksgiving acceptable to God? What will make our thanksgiving appreciable to God? Now, first of all, I want us to appreciate that there are two levels of gratitude. Somebody say two levels of gratitude. We have gratitude to God, which is the vertical level. And we have gratitude to man, which is the horizontal level. We are expected, we are obliged by God... To show gratitude to God. Scripture enjoins us to do the same. But not only are we supposed to be grateful to God, we must also demonstrate our gratitude to man. Most times, God uses people to bless us in diverse ways. And in any way, listen, listen to me very closely. If God is going to bless you, he is going to need a man. And if Satan is going to destroy you, you also need a man. All of these two people, God is a spirit, he works with men. And Satan is an angel who is also a spirit. He also works with men. When God uses people and God uses them to order ourselves, bring us direction and be a blessing to us, it's important that we pause and say thank you. Some of us have lost some strategic relationship, certain unique relationship that could have pushed you to a certain phase of your life, but because you were not grateful. Praise God. Learn to demonstrate gratitude to God. Because he deserves all. Everything we have and owe and whatever possess, God gave it to us. Everything you are, everything you have, everything you will ever become is because God gave it to you. Yet, there are people around us God used daily. It could be your spouse, it could be your friend, it could be your boss. Learn to say thank you. Somebody say thank you. It's so critical. This is a dispensation of ingratitude. A lot of people are not grateful at all. This generation doesn't understand what it means to be grateful. 
we are able to record the evil things or the weaknesses of people against us. But the good things people do for us, we hardly ever remember. I want you to train yourself to the point that your mind can remember easily the good things people do for you and forget easily the bad things people do. Because listen, as you live on the planet, people will offend you. It's foolishness to think that you'll be alive and not be offended. People will offend you. But as people are offend you, people are also doing you good. And most of the time, if your steps are divinely ordered by God, many people will do you good. But most of the time, we are so fixated and focused on the people who have done us evil that we begin to lose sight of the good people God has put around us. I have never met a bitter person who is able to identify good things around them. Bitter people are always overwhelmed with the bad things around them to the extent that they can't see anything good around them. Praise God. That's why bitterness is a choice. Bitterness is a choice people make. The circumstances that will come your way may not be your choice. But what happens to you by reason of the circumstances is your choice. What happens to you? Somebody can do something against you, ditch you, a, a spouse, a husband, somebody, something may go wrong. But what happens within you is your choice. Bitterness is something that happens within us. So gratitude to God, gratitude to man. Now, when it comes to giving thanks, what are the protocols? Number one, we must take stock, proper stock taking. If you are going to give thanks and give it appropriately, we must take stock. Somebody say take stock. Take stock. Take stock. Count it. Count it. Count it. The Bible says, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Somebody say all his benefits. This one that you are boldly accusing God and complaining against God. Are you sure you have taken a proper inventory of all the blessings of God? Most of the time, the moment you want to look at what is not working, you will seem to have a legitimate reason to be ungrateful. Every time you turn around and you want to focus wrongly, you will seem to have a legitimate reason not to be thankful. But if you learn to focus right, because people who are ungrateful and unthankful, one of the things they lack is focus. They focus on the wrong things. Rather than focusing on good things. That's what the Bible says. Abraham started not at the promise of God through unbelief. But he was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. He considered not his own body. He was not focusing on the wrong thing. His focus was on God's ability. Praise God. Once we keep our focus right. We will always be thankful. Stock taking. Stock taking. Take stock as I'm preaching now. If I ask you to outline all your prayers that have been answered this year. Some of you will struggle to list them. But if I tell you to make a list of prayers that you are expecting God to answer, you will fill 10 pages. It just shows the disposition of your heart. You are more conscious of what is not working than what is working. Has God not answered some prayers of yours this year? Many of them. But because you have not taken stock, you don't know. And you can easily say somewhere and say, ah, this year, dear. Be careful what you say. Be careful. Stock taking. Number two, give thanks loudly and unashamedly. Give thanks loudly and unashamedly. One of the things you need to be very loud about is thanksgiving. When God uses people to be a blessing to you, don't be ashamed to let others know about it. When God blesses your life, don't be ashamed. You have to let it out. Let people know that this man has been a blessing. My wife is a blessing. My husband is a blessing. This, my sister and pastor, has been a blessing. This man of God, my pastor, is a blessing. You have to let it out. Most of the time, I realize that people easily spread bad things people do instead of the good things. 
When there are good people in our lives, we don't tell people about it. But have one bad person around you. Everywhere you go, you want people to know that this person did you so much evil. And yet, all the people who have done you good, you have never marketed them as much. Stop becoming a marketer of evil things. And stop publicizing good things. Stop advertising bad things. And listen, listen. In any case, any wise person you come close to, when they see that you are overly bitter, they will not accommodate you. Nobody wants to hang around a bitter person. Sometimes I tell people who have been in relationships and have had challenges, I tell them, your greatest liability is your bitterness. Your bitterness, until you let it go, your future is not secure. The master cure to dealing with this thing called bitterness is gratitude. Somebody say gratitude. Gratitude. Because if you look well, you will always... I mean, Joseph is in the prison on accusation. But in the prison, we are not told he was complaining. Because if he was complaining, he would not have received inspiration in order to interpret someone's dream and bring him out. He went through all kinds of things, but his heart was free, joyful. Praise God. Some of you, you are so beautiful, but bitterness has made your face to be looking ugly. Yeah. You have just, you have just changed. You have just changed. The good, nice person you used to be, now because of bitterness, you have become a different person altogether. A bad version of yourself. Today, may you adopt a new attitude. This man was loud in his thanksgiving. You know, our African tradition has taught us many things. But one of the virtues we were taught from childhood is the art of giving thanks. Somebody does something to you and the person goes from your house to their house. The moment the person gets home, you call them to say thank you. Sometimes, I mean, these days we have, your person is just a phone call away. But those days, when the person has finished, you go back to their house and thank them. And sometimes the next day, you will still give thanks again. And if the thing is mega, mega, you actually carry somebody who is bigger than you to go and thank the person. Is that not what we do? And you think that because you have become a Christian, that is not valuable. These are values. And when you live like this, relationships work. Things work. Everything you touch gets blessed. You see, I've been telling you in this church, eh, everything is not prayer. It's only a foolish Christian who thinks that all his problems will be solved with prayer. It's a very foolish Christian who thinks all his problems. Once I become a very prayerful person, I tell you, most Christians, the thing that brings them a lot of breakthrough, people who are not prayerful, people who are not prayerful. I know some Christians who are not prayerful, but things they do work. They are, not, they are not prayerful. And I'm not saying it's bad to be prayerful. It's good to be prayerful. But you can be prayerful and still be stagnated if you don't learn to employ the other strategic keys that makes the kingdom work. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. He didn't say, I will give you the key of the kingdom. And if you master one, fasting, 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 you fast and break down and die. And nothing will still work. Learn to be grateful. Learn to be appreciative. Because it's critical. Critical. Number three, do it with understanding. Give thanks with understanding. Understand what you are doing. Don't think that next week as we come together, it's, it's just an annual church program. No. It's, it's a biblical protocol we are observing for the next level. This year has been awesome, but next year must be super awesome. And how you come to God at this time of the year to render your appreciation to him will largely influence how the coming year will be like. We are told 10 of them were healed. One returned and he was cleansed. 
That means every time we come with thanksgiving, something that is outstanding is sorted out. Praise God. Something that is outstanding is sorted out. Now listen. When these other ten were healed and they went, it looks like there was nothing left. It looks like that was all they needed. But when the gentleman returned, then Jesus said, listen, what I did for you, there's a change here. There's a balance here. There's a leftover here. And because you came with thanks, carry it and go. Next week, you will carry the balance. Whatever God has for you in this year 2020, as we come with gratitude and with thanksgiving next year, you will certainly end the year with it. Now listen, yesterday I, I was almost in tears in the evening when a gentleman walked to my office and came to tell me about how God has crowned his year with his goodness. At the beginning of the year, listen, at the beginning of, he said, all through his work time, he has never had an opportunity. He's assisted a lot of people in his work field and they get opportunity to travel outside. But he has not gotten that opportunity to travel out. And we just finished fasting and prayer two weeks ago about the goodness of God. I said, you are ending the year with you. He said, he stood in. He said, I was part of the meetings. I lifted my prayer expectation and said, everything I wrote down, God has visited me. <laughs> he came to tell me that he's flying out. At this time of the year, he's gotten an opportunity to fly out for the first time for his company. Praise God. For the first time. For the first, listen, when you understand what you are doing, the dividends will always show in your life. Oh, giving does not work. Giving does not work. You don't understand it. Prayer doesn't work. Prayer, you don't understand it. Thanksgiving doesn't work. You don't understand it. When you understand it and you do it from your heart, the dividends will follow your life. I see amazing dividends following your life. Of course, give thanks, number four, with a grateful heart and not a grumbling spirit. Whatever we do for God, our heart is what he looks at. Sometimes, you see, because we are humans and we look on the outside, sometimes we judge people and most times we judge them wrongly. Because while we are looking at the person's action and we are condemning the person, God looks at the person's heart and he sees that, oh, this person is a good person. His heart is after me. What he did may have been wrong, but his heart is right. But most of us, because every time, anytime anybody messes up, the only thing we can see is their action, not their heart. And we base on their action and we judge them wrongly. God looks at your heart. The Bible said, man looks on the outward, but God looks on the heart. What will he see? On Sunday, when you come here, are you coming with a heart filled with complaining and murmuring, or you are coming with a heart saturated with gratitude for the fact that you are alive and you dare not tell yourself you have no reason to be thankful. And most of the time, you see, I, I like it when in the book of Psalm 100, Psalm 103 verse 1 to 4, the psalmist, the man we are told is a man after God's own heart, was giving us reasons to be thankful and to bless God. And I never saw anything material there. Because most of the time, in our quest to focus on material things, we lose sight of things of eternal value. Praise God. Say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And I'm sure if he had been you, you would talk about the benefit of your new house, the benefit of your new uh, business. But he said, who forgiveth all your iniquities, who healed all thy diseases, who redeemed thy life from destruction. You see life. Somebody say life. Life, life, life. Why must you waste life by complaining in life? The reason why God gave you life was to be thankful, not to complain. 
If you are alive, you wake up every time you go to bed and you wake up and your eyes are open and you can breathe. And everything is normal with you. The first thing you better say is, Lord, I thank you for another day. Don't just look at what you have and what you don't have. And then begin to complain and remember against God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, he said, they regard not the works of God, nor consider the operations of his hand. Therefore, he would destroy them and not build them up. A lot of us, the reason why we suffered all manner of casualties is not because of God. It's because we will not just acknowledge and celebrate God for his acts. Certain opportunities will come, not by prayer, by just thanking God for the level you are. The position you are in now. See the number of times, the number of hours, the number of years you have spent complaining about that position. Will you spend one day, one moment, one week and begin to thank God and you see that everything will change. You see, the people who have a better perspective of life and they live meaningful life it's not because they have everything but because they learn to be grateful. Praise God. Because you see, life is such that you will not get everything. Those who live for things, they are never happy. If you are looking for one of the people who are most miserable in life, there are people who live for things. If you live for things, you will never be happy. Particularly in this modern era where they change things. iPhone comes next year is a new one. Every time. So if you are living for things and you are living with friends, you will never be happy. But if you live for God in your presence is fullness of joy, at your right hand are pleasures evermore. If you want to live a meaningful, fulfilling life, Learn to live a life of gratitude and appreciation to God. Number five, give thanks with a precious offering. Somebody say a precious offering. Give thanks with a precious offering. What we give to God is not to buy God or bribe God. Whatever we give to God, we just give it as an appreciation of what he has done. If God was to levy us, I'm not sure we can survive. I'll just say anything come a few minutes ago that... If God decided that he would charge us only one thing, he has given us for life, he has given it to us freely. But he's going to charge us for air bill. Air bill. Air bill only. I know President Kufaru gave you electricity for free, water for free. And um, some of us are still enjoying it and we are very happy with it. I don't know whether it's still on or it should continue to the end of the year. <laughs> you don't think so? Yeah. Now, now listen. That is water bill, electricity bill. What of air bill? Some of us, our noses are bigger. So we pay more. Now, listen, listen, listen. You, you, you cannot. You, you. <laughs> Some people, when they breathe, one minute. I don't know what they used to measure air. Their, their bank account will be empty. And listen, God has given it to you freely. Freely. So what really, what really can you give to God? Next week we are coming. You want to package a precious offering and say, Lord, thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Many things have happened in this year. Many deliverances. Every time people share testimony on the altar, it's as if God is doing a lot. But many of the things are not shared on the altar. For various reasons. It's just a small, a, a, a microcosm of what God does that usually people share valuable offerings and then number six give thanks with a song he said i will praise the lord with a song i will magnify him with thanksgiving we will come and we'll be singing so next week uh and the first service the choir ministered powerfully i'm sure the second service was glorious too now listen next week we are coming and we will come we will dance we will celebrate god 
I want you to come fully prepared and ready to be a partaker. Of course, number seven is to give thanks in the spirit. Somebody say give thanks in the spirit. Yeah, give thanks in the spirit. That is, do so in tongues. Tongue speaking is an amazing language. If there is one language that brings energy, charges up your spirits, brings transformation, builds you up, empowers you, and puts you on edge over oppositions and resistance, is tongue speaking. When we pray in tongues, amazing things happen. You see, the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. But you see, as human as we are and as limited as we are, sometimes, even when we have made detailed account, one or two things may be missing out of the list. But when we begin to thank God in the spirit, you know, the spirit of God knows all things. The spirit of God covers all areas. And so when we thank God in the spirit, nothing is left in the hook. Everything is covered. The Bible said the spirit maketh intercession for us for he maketh intercession according to the will of God. So when we pray in tongues, that's why in the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul said he that gives thanks in tongues, he does it well. He does it well. Give me 1 Corinthians. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit. I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the spirit. I will sing with understanding also. Look at verse 16. He says, even when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupied the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks? Seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest. Verse 17. He said, for verily, thou verily giveth thanks well. Somebody say, giveth thanks well. One good way to give thanks is to do so in the spirit. Praise God. And then, of course, the ultimate of thanksgiving is thankful living. Somebody say the ultimate of thanksgiving is thankful living. Uh-huh. That's different. There's thanksgiving and there's thankful living. Thanksgiving is what we are doing. Sunday will come and we are coming to give thanks corporately as a church. That is thanksgiving. But there is the dimension of thankful living. You see? Thanksgiving is an act. Thankful living is an attitude. And what God wants us to have is the attitude of thanksgiving. So in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, he says, Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ to live. Did you see that? How does God want you to live? Thankful. To live a thankful life. Where everything that comes your way, you meet it with thanksgiving. Knowing that all things work together for the good of them that love God. And to them who are the called according to his purpose. When you are thankful, nothing works against you. As a child of God, you must understand that in all these things, we are more than conquerors. All we need to do is to adopt the appropriate approach. And the appropriate strategy that will bring us the victories God has ordained for our lives. I pray that next week you will come ready. I pray that next week you will come prepared. I pray that next week you will come with a heart full of joy and gratitude. Ready to offer God your deepest gratitude. Pastor Afrakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books 
by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. Our first service, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Our second service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. At our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you.